Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Benny Green. How you doing? All right. join us this evening. Uh, this is a very special occasion for myself and the trio because we're recording a live album for Blue Note Records. Yeah. So you know what that means, right? Thank you. <laughs> I would like to introduce you to the fine aggregation I have with me, two of the very finest in jazz today. Would you please join me in welcoming at the bass fiddle from Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, Christian McBride. And at the drums from Milwaukee, Wisconsin, Carl Allen. This is a tune I wrote about expressing yourself. And this is entitled, Don't Be Shamed.
Thank you very much. Don't be shamed, the Benny Green Trio, and welcome to the hot box number 19, in which the intrepid archivist opens the pianistic files once again. And uh, as you can maybe construe from the piece you've just heard, it's the file for the letter G this time around. Or a nice live performance there from Benny Green to start us rolling. Benny did have a slight attack of the funkies in the middle years, but there's no denying that he, he was a, that was a great trio. Christian McBride and Carl Allen um, backing him up. Benny burst into the top echelon of jazz when, as a very young player, he got a piano slot in Art Blakey's famous Jazz Messengers. OK, the letter G. There's one great player in the history of jazz, uh, jazz piano, I should say, who really dominates the letter G, the diminutive but colossal Errol Garner. Yeah. 
track from that iconic album Concert by the Sea which was recorded in Carmel, California in the open air in 1955 by the Errol Garner Trio with Denzel Best on the drums and Eddie Calhoun was the bass player. Sorry about the quality by the way, they say that the salt air corroded the original tapes but a fantastically exuberant performance from Garner He picked up piano playing by ear as a very small boy in Pittsburgh and he never actually learned to read music I had the pleasure of seeing Garner play very early in my listening career, an amazing concert, as I recall, complete with his signature New York telephone directories on the piano stool to bring him up high enough to play. He was just five foot two, as I said, diminutive but colossal. Thank you. 
same recording there, Errol Garner with Red Top. As you could hear from those two pieces, Garner was a great entertainer. He set out to ensure that a good time was had by his audiences. He was also a successful composer, perhaps the most famous of his pieces, well, no perhaps about it, uh, being Misty, uh, recorded by many of the greatest artists of the era, from Sinatra to Etta James, from Elif to Oscar Peterson, from Stan Kenton to Billy Eckstein. And here's one. Julie London. Look at me I'm as helpless as a kitten up a tree And I feel like I'm clinging to a cloud I can't understand I get misty Holding your hand Walk my way And a thousand violins Begin to play Or it might be the sound of your hello That music I hear I get misty the moment you're near You can say that you're leading me on But it's just what I want you to do Don't you realize how hopelessly I'm lost That's why I'm following On my own Would I wander through this wonderland alone Never knowing my right foot from my left My hat from my glove I get misty and too much in love Thank you. 
She something, Julie London, with uh, Errol Garner's most iconic composition, words by Johnny Burke, Misty, from uh, that's from London's album Around Midnight. Well, we can't be going all romantic at this stage, so let's uh, jump to Robert Glasper, a pianist who's who made the big time for himself in recent years, and very again quite a young man when he started out. Not least because he has a kind of alter ego presenting two completely different styles of jazz on the one hand kind of hip-hop influenced electronic music and on the other straight ahead and this is from the latter ego he calls it g and b Thank you. 
typically enigmatic side <laughs> type of ending from Robert Glasper. That's from his album In My Element. Uh, the tune, as I said, was called B&G. Uh, that was released in uh, 2007, so it's 10 years old now. Vicente, Ar- Vicente Archer on the bass and Dominic Reed was the drummer. Uh, he's marvellous uh, in both. Uh, I don't think I've got time to play any of the electronic stuff, but it's all it's really very interesting as well. Um, Larry Goldings has long been one of my favourite artists uh, of all jazz, really. Um, he's a very sensitive artist, probably as well known for his organ playing as for his piano playing. So I thought to keep kind of ringing the changes here on Hotbox number 19, we'd feature his well-oiled organ trio that has been around for many years with Peter Bernstein. Peter Bernstein on guitar. He missed the cut on our recent jazz programme, I'm afraid. He was out to be played, but we somehow never got round to it. And Bill Stewart on the drums. This is called Back in the Day. It's a really charming composition by the aforementioned Mr Goldings. We'll hear from him on piano later, by the way. Thank you. 
Really delightful piece of music there. Back in the day, Larry Golding's trio. um, Peter Bernstein was the guitarist. If we aren't getting too lengthy, we'll certainly squeeze in some piano from Larry later on in the show. Now, though, it's time for our completely new feature. (laughs) And uh, for want of a better title, we're calling it the Hotbox Hotspot. That's right, Louis Armstrong announcing the Hotbox Hotspot, where we're going to check out uh, every issue. We're going to check out two new recordings. In this case, both of them are Irish. Uh, and then we're going to do a sort of contrast and compare exercise. First is the new album, uh, indeed the debut album, from the singer Idel Mead. She's an all-round musician and has a fantastic voice, as you will hear, to which she gives ample opportunity for brilliance on this new recording. She's also a composer, and six of the tracks on the album are from her own pen. The band she's assembled are top draw with the ubiquitous Johnny Taylor on the piano and, to a greater extent, on Rhodes as well. And she also has added the trumpet of Lindley Hamilton on several tracks to very good effect. Now, I know that some older jazzers are going to bellyache and say some of it isn't jazz or at least jazzy enough, but that's just too bad because all of it fits into the rapidly widening definition of what jazz is today. Widening because it's in the very nature of our music to shift, to adapt and to develop. That being said, uh, reflect on Edel's version of Thelonious Monk's Round Midnight. Roundly castigated as it was by traditional jazz fans when it emerged on the jazz scene. Here's Edel with Round Midnight. It begins to tell round midnight Midnight I do pretty well To laughter sundown Summertime I But it really gets bad round midnight Memories always start round midnight Haven't got the heart to stand those memories But my heart is still with you And don't 
begins to tell around midnight. I do pretty well till after sundown. So every time I feel insane, but it really gets bad around midnight. Memories always start around midnight. Haven't got. A new and wonderfully enigmatic version of Around Midnight, that's from the wonderful Idel Mead. Excellent new album, which is entitled Blue Fantasia. She's a, a great talent who really should, and I hope will, make an impact on the public a little bit beyond the jazz, pure jazz audience, and also beyond the confines of the island of Ireland. Julian Colorossi, by the way, was the guitarist on that. Well, talking of uh, going way beyond, uh, we go to an album which is certainly way beyond jazz. Um, it's from a Dubliner known better as a wonderful illustrator and an artist. If you are old enough uh, to go back into the early noughties, you'll recall his illustrations adorned the Irish Times once a week, a man called David Rooney. Um, he's decided to become a musician. Uh, he obviously was a musician already, but he kept that secret. His really nice debut album is called Bound Together, and much of the music sits somewhere between singer-songwriter, country and western, a bit of blues, and a little bit of jazzy sensibility thrown in. Well, very sensibly, he didn't stint on quality when he brought in uh, his own compositions and brought them to life with a very fine uh, batch of musicians. Connor Guilfoyle, for example, propels the whole thing from the drum kit, and Jay Wilson is well featured on the piano amongst a really good team. David himself looks after the guitar and the vocals, and he has Michael Buckley's horn section on some tracks too. This is a track that he called Ladder to the Sun. Line road as good as gold. You held my hand 
Ladder to the Sun there from David Rooney's debut album, which he calls Bound Together. The second of our debut albums featured in the hot spot this time around. 
both very different, I think, but both appealing to an audience that appreciates quality playing and, incidentally, quality recording. Idel Mead's Blue Fantasia, which is in the shops now, and David Rooney's Bound Together. I'm not quite sure how you acquire that one. Maybe uh, you look it up on the internet. I know, by the way, he's got some videos on on uh, YouTube. You might have a look at them as well. Well, now, back to piano in the file of G.
X, Red Garland, or to give him his full name, William McKinley Garland, perhaps best known for his stint with Miles Davis in the 1950s. The list of his other collaborators is pretty impressive. He was uh, lifted from obscurity by Art Blakey. That's the second time we've said that in this show. Um, Billy Eckstein he played with, Coleman Hawkins, Charlie Parker, Lester Young, and so on and so on. But it was with Miles Davis's 1954 quintet uh, featuring John Coltrane, Philly Joe Jones, and Paul Chambers that uh, he leapt to prominence as far as the public was concerned. What we just heard was a kind of replica of that quintet with Coltrane himself on the tenor, Donald Byrd, was the trumpet player, George Joyner on bass and Art Taylor, the drummer from the year 1957. The composition itself was Burke's works by Dizzy Gillespie. And as you'd expect from that combo, um, they stick pretty close to the bebop concept. Prior to his time with Miles, uh, Garland was maybe overlooked as being a bit lightweight, but uh, Miles brought him forward encouraged him to listen to Ahmad Jamal, particularly uh, his phrasing, and to sort of couple that together with uh, the technique that Garland really became quite famous for, which was his chord block, his block chords, um, which uh, something that is now a common place in jazz piano. Um, you could hear all of that in the last track. It's from the came from the album Soul Junction. It's on the Prestige label. I wonder how he got the name Red, because unlike the founder and propeller of this website, uh, jazzisland.ie, I don't think Garland had red hair. Okay, having embarrassed him thoroughly, uh, we'll go off to Iceland. <laughs> Thank you. 
Yes, indeed, all the way from Iceland. Sunna Gunnlaugsdottir is the name of the pianist. Hands up if you've come across her before. I hadn't, but uh, some years ago I went on one of those cheap return weekends that you could get out of Dublin uh, to go to Iceland, uh, where I found, to my amazement, some jazz CDs lurking in the back of a music shop. So with absolutely no knowledge of her, I took a punt on Sunna. And what a goodie it turned out to me. She was at the time uh, New York-based and is going strong today, I'm glad to say. Last year she was voted Performer of the Year in her own country. Uh, that was her own composition, Far, Far Away, and she featured uh, Dan Fabricatori on the bass and Scott McElmore on the drums. I think I'm going to take another track from that. This is uh, uh, That last one was her own composition. This one is actually written by the drummer Scott McElmore. It's called Waltz.
Sunna Gunlaugsdottir with her trio there and the song was simply called Waltz. Um, she has incidentally changed her name since 1997. She dropped the dottier bit. She now just calls herself Sunna Gunlaug. Uh, I rather miss the dottier bit. It, in Iceland, uh, just as Johansson means the son of Johan, so dottier means the daughter of Johan or in this case, Gunlag, a nice historic tradition. And also, I might have had a very fine link uh, to the ECM artist who's called Tord Gustafsson. <laughs> Bye. 
from his uh, 2012 album, The Well. Tord Gustafsson, uh, that was his own piece. He called it Circling Mats Ertsen on the double bass. Lots of sons around. Uh, with uh, Jarle Vespestad, just to give us some name variety on the drums. A uh, really nice, brooding, uh, internalised quality about that piece. Almost breaking out, but never quite doing so. Uh, if you're in the music business, you've probably heard of Dave Grusin, better known as a producer, perhaps, than as a piano player. But he has put out some really good recordings under his own name, sometimes a little bit on the smooth side, but not in this case. This is his homage to Duke Ellington. Things ain't what they used to be. Thank <laughs> you. 
place that you almost slap the taste out of your mouth. <laughs> Dave Grusin's take on Things Ain't What They Used To Be with the unmistakable sound of the trumpet and, indeed, the loopy vocalising of the great Clark Terry. The rest of the band uh, consisted of uh, George Bohannon, who took a storming trombone solo, Pete Chrisley, who you just heard in the choruses, uh, Brian Bromberg as a bass player, Harvey Mason on the drums, and Dave Grusin was the piano player. Nice album, not very... Uh, well, I've never ever seen one around the place. It's called Homage to Duke, but it's great stuff. I said we'd fit in another, another Larry Goldings, and I, I'm going to f- close out with the Larry Goldings right now. Larry made, uh, I think, a not very well publicised album uh, some years ago called In My Room, which was just uh, solo piano pieces, and here's one of them now.
Four minutes and 24 seconds of sheer piano heaven. Take me out to the ball game. A Tin Pan Alley song from back in 1908. It celebrates baseball, of course. Given a really tender reading there by Larry Goldings. That's from his solo album, In My Room. And it brings down the lid on this episode of The Hot Box. Hot Box 20 will be along in a couple of weeks and I'll be delving into the piano file under the letter H in the meantime. I can, of course, be reached at donald at jazzisland.ie and I am especially interested in recordings of Irish jazz piano players. There were none in the G file, maybe some I haven't got in the H file. Who knows, maybe you do, and if so, please get in touch. For now, though, if you have been, thanks for listening. <laughs>